It's spring fever time in bear country, friends. A slow, easy time that the bear family spends doing nothing more taxing than gently relaxing. Is that the first paragraph? That's stanza? the first. That's the first. I guess stanza. I said paragraph. What do I know? I'm not a poet. <laughs> uh, nobody is. In a way, we're all poets, but right? that's insulting to poets. Oh, poets love being insulted, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they thrive on. That's our thing. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and boy, haven't the last couple of months been a time. Haven't they just been a time, an era, <laughs> uh, like a thing that we're all experiencing together? And if you listen to this show, and I know some of you do, uh, the last couple of months have been quite an experience on this show as I have been just twisting in the wind, at times not even discussing the Berenstain Bears. Well, I have good news for you, uh, my podcast listener friends. This week, we are definitely covering a book, but not only a book, a a unusual book, uh, <laughs> because this one is based on a pre-existing material that they spent two months, two, not two months, two decades not adapting, and then decided in the late 90s, let's do an adaptation of this almost 20-year-old property uh, that's stylistically confusing because it's completely unlike the Berenstain Bears in the late 90s. But we're going to do it anyway. We're going to adhere to what we wrote. We're going to keep the characters as they were in the early 80s. And it is now 1998. And the politics are a little outdated for this one. <laughs> but uh, but what I'm discussing, what we are discussing, what we are talking about is the adaptation of the 1982 Berenstain Bears special. The Berenstain Bears play ball and of course i can't do this alone this is too overwhelming a topic because this deals with subjects above and beyond uh sports above and beyond uh, baseball and does it deal with those topics well well we're gonna have to find out but to talk about this with me i have brought on a guest who you haven't heard from in a while uh, we were just discussing before the show when they were last on, and we think it was a couple of years ago. I could look this up, but my computer is so slow that it would take me most of this recording time just to figure it out. <laughs> so please, listeners, welcome back to the show, the co-host of Falling in Love Montage Podcast. Uh, also, uh, if I include any of the discussion we had before, uh, a, a poet uh, in their own right, please welcome back to the show... Helen Lestar. Hello, Helen. Hello. It's been an epoch, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been an epoch since most of us have done anything. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot. Just, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so there's a book. <laughs> <laughs> what book would this be? I've already forgotten what it's called. Play Ball. The Berenstain Bears Play Ball. Mm -hmm. When I first looked at it, I thought... Oh, no, this is about baseball. I'm going to have nothing to say about this. <laughs> and then a few pages in, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have a lot to say about yes. this. <laughs> because unlike the, I don't know, 15 other books about the Cubs trying out for a sports team, uh, this one is actually not about the sport so much as the culture surrounding the sport. Uh, and then the culture just surrounding the culture. Yeah, it's the national pastime Toxic masculinity. Yes. Bearskillin. I don't. I don't have and, anything uh, for that. <laughs> and terrible parenting. 
Yeah, wow. <laughs> and in a way, uh, in, a, in a because this, so this this book is based on a cartoon that came out in the early '80s. Uh, it was the last of the Big Berenstain Bears animated specials, uh, and it was a it was a topic that was still pretty radical coming off the late 70s into the early 80s like this is this is like post bad news bears era sports narratives but it's a lot of that sort of sand lottie feel like uh, a girl on the team what does she know about <laughs> baseball and then oh boy she can she it's it's coming off of that but written in the 1990s so yeah so politically, it's it's shouldn't we have shouldn't we have more to say about this? I, I definitely checked the copyright a couple of times. <laughs> I was like, okay, which printing is this? If this was 1998, because right? It felt like I was transported back to like I don't know the lobby of my dentist's office in yeah. like 1990, and then of course the the episode it's based on is like even seven years older than that. Yes. So, um, I don't know. It's progressive. To a culture that existed at a time. Yes. And it brings up important things. Like it mentions ideas and creates conundrums that it would be nice to explore. I am. Yes. (laughs) At a bit of a loss here. Sorry. (laughs) Because like I I don't know a lot about baseball. Uh Uh-huh. But I also don't know a lot about... (laughs) Having a bad dad, um, or uh, I don't know, a, a dad who's like in his own world so much that I I scarcely exist to him. Right. And I guess I guess there are nine positions in baseball. If Brother <laughs> Bear says it is so, I guess that's true. But beyond that, I don't know what is right about what is going on. Well, let's dip into what is going on because uh, a lot. I was going to say a lot happens in this book, but it's actually a pretty straightforward story until the end when we get to caves and yeah. and multi-species uh, playtime. Again, stuff that was totally ordinary in the Berenstain Bears world in the early 80s, not so much in the late 90s. So, yeah, so this is a story of what? Um, so it's it's spring... Spring fever has set in. What that means, we're not really going to find out, except as it relates to Little League. Yes. Because Papa Q Bear mm-hmm. is awakened from a hammock snooze by the headline in the newspaper, on the front page of the newspaper. Yes. That Little League tryouts are open. <laughs> it is the front page, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> um, there are no leads to bury here. That's just all that's going on in bear country on this day right. in this spring. <laughs> and Papa has decided immediately what his son, uh, brother, what a weird thing to say, what his son, <laughs> comma, brother, comma, is going to do for the rest of his life Yes, is be a famous baseball player like Ken Grizzly Jr., as you know. Ken Grizzly Jr., which I got. I got that. I was like, I yeah. think that's, that's a thing. Um, also not present in 1982 or 1983. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, this posits that there is an actual uh, springtime disease called Little League Fever, mm-hmm. which takes over, takes over Papa's uh, nationwide, I guess. It, it, it does raise the question of why this hasn't seemed to happen in any other year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just Before Justin Bieber hit the scene, there were all kinds of fevers that we right. were just trying out. 
Um, and this was the one that, that took the papas by storm, I suppose. Did Beaver... Did be, Beaver... Did be, Beaver Fever is what it would be in the Berenstain Bears book because they have all kinds of animal friends. Exactly. Uh, Justin Beaver. It would be Justin Beaver, which I am sure is a joke that's been made quite a few times in the last 20-odd years. Oh, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, so we get this... It's this... It's this maniacal thing that ain't that grabs papa where he's like little league my <laughs> child's going to be a, a baseball star and and it's this grotesque exaggeration of papa bear that is completely at odds with what the berenstain bears were presenting in the late 90s like I, by this point papa was a pretty just sort of average dad just yeah. Just he was a dad bear. And all of a sudden he's like pulling faces and like doing cartwheels. Yeah, this 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 version of Papa harkens back to like the pre-sister version of Papa, like yes. the small bear version. <laughs> yeah. Like Papa not only couldn't ride a bike, but doesn't really know what a bike is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and he so, and he's always confusing his words and making yeah. hilarious mistakes. So it's it's an outlandish Papa Q Bear, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to keep saying that because I didn't know if Q was his middle initial, if indeed it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, well, as I was discussing in the last episode, uh, we do know that Papa isn't even his first name. Um, so, you know, the, I don't wow. even know what the Q stands for. Wow. It's uh, it's canon spelled really weird. And that's, <laughs> and that's canon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I I, the, I do like the the hemming and hawing Papa sort of pretends to do towards mm-hmm. the beginning of his fever, wherein Mama's like, well, you can't force Brother to do something he doesn't want to do. And Papa's saying, oh, no, only a bad father would do that. But of course, if the boy wants to do it, yeah. I would certainly encourage such things. Now, if a girl tried to, he knew, that doesn't even occur to him, actually. Right, right. <laughs> What I do love is that uh, he asks brother if he's interested in in being a baseball star, and all he gets is uh, is like a yeah, sure, or what? Like, what's brother's yeah. line? He just says, "I guess I so." Yes, uh, or as my son would do, just a thumbs up and not actually like acknowledging me in any other way. Yeah, <laughs> and that would be like five years of me spending money on baseball stuff. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> what do you mean? This isn't your passion. <laughs> You said thumbs up. <laughs> as as the parent of a child who has uh who has been taking piano lessons for a while now, oh. as well as violin lessons before that, to to see them not uh, actively actively passionate about the thing you've been paying money for is always like a oh right like you're 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 a little kid. Someone will benefit somewhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One day you'll be at a party and you'll be able to you'll be able to sit down at that at that the host's piano and. Pound out a Billy Joel tune and you'll impress everyone. Yeah. Nine o'clock on a Saturday. Whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> whenever it will be. Um, so, yeah. So, in the, in the meantime, Sister Bear is kind of getting fed up with Papa's enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Because she can do all the tricks, you know. She can recognize a ball and a yep. bat and a, a glove and a hat. <laughs> Right, which we which we seem to learn that a uh, uh, brother is not is not completely competent in in identifying or holding. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, he can't hold a bat, and he doesn't know how to put a hat on. Yeah, he's very Papa Bear in that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, so they show Papa. He's like, you got to make the ball, and he throws a ball from hand to hand, and he demonstrates using a bat. But then when they show brother do it, he misses the ball, and he holds the bat upside down. Yeah. Sister juggles the bat, which I'm like. All right, not necessary in baseball. 
She just got those fine motor skills. She's she, just showing it off. She oh, and she catches the ball behind her back, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's some like. I don't know what the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball are, but that's some Harlem Globetrotters of baseball stuff. Wow, who were the Harlem Globetrotters? Was there a Harlem Globetrotters of baseball? I wish. Because <laughs> if there was, that was like that's like a skill set that I can't even imagine having. Because like at least basketball, you can somewhat choreograph and control yeah. where the ball is going. But like, how do you how do you plan a home run? Yeah, it's so fast but also slow that I have no idea how it would work. Uh, listeners, if there is a Harlem Globetrotters of baseball equivalent, please let me know because I'd be fascinated to see who these who these like uh, ballet dancers of the baseball diamond are. Oh man, now, see that's a whole podcast I would do. Discovering <laughs> whatever like that imaginary team, like an investigative uh, a report on the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Oh, into it, so into it. Final episode, ten ten episodes in one season. Final episode is I guess there's not. I guess there's yeah. not. <laughs> We sure looked, but will they or won't they exist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hoping that this. I was hoping that this season would inspire someone to start it, but I guess no one's biting. So, uh, yeah. next, ne- I guess the XFL was kind of the Harlem Globetrotters of football. So, in oh, any yeah. case, <laughs> uh, brother doesn't know what baseball is, and sister starts crying. Yeah, she's very upset that Papa is like. Like, less than ignoring her. Like, Papa has no sense that she's even anywhere near them, that she could conceive of holding a ball. Yeah. Um, and I, and Mama, like, tries to console Sister, but Papa just keeps hurting her feelings yeah. over and over. So, and you, they're like the little panel of Sister just, like, burying her face in Mama Bear because mm-hmm. she can't take it anymore. Yeah, no, she uh, she tries to get her papa's attention. She pulls on his pants and he just walks away from her. And she Ugh. cries to mama. And he, she says, like, uh, tell me something. Why doesn't papa give me a whirl? Is it because I'm a girl? And mama bear is, like, as you said, does just she just zips her lip and hugs her child. Uh, and this is this is the one moment, though, I want to point out the difference between this and the, mm-hmm. in the, in the original cartoon. Sister gets a full song. In this moment, it's good. It's a great piece of piece of theater. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like in the book, I feel like Mama doesn't really explain why Papa won't give her the time of day for this thing. But in the show, yeah. she's very clear. Like, well, this is just how it is. Girls right. don't play little league. Yeah, uh, and Sister gets this thing, this song, whose the theme is basically, "I want it all," and it's kind of the it's kind of the bright mirror reflection of the i want it all song from willy wonka and the chocolate factory Mm -hmm. because sister's basically saying i want everything i want the world but she's saying it because she deserves she's like i deserve a family and a career and to explore my artistic interests i deserve to be feminine and to fly a jet yeah and i was like right on sister like this is like how did this not become like one of like the childhood anthems of the 80s yeah it was great I think we're probably supposed to see her as a little bit bratty in this song, but I just saw heroism. Like, honestly, especially because she begins it with, like, kind of a a tiny monologue wherein she says, like, well, that's how it is. I don't really care for how it is. Yeah. Oh, yes, sister. I am here with you. (laughs) And so so that that sort of ups our expectations, which is, oh, maybe sister's going to bring about change in this system. Uh, maybe sister bears are doing it for themselves yes like i can see now this is the halfway point 
uh, now I bet the rest of the story, and even in the book, like, oh, I bet the rest of this story is going to be about how Sister shatters that glass ceiling and brings about change in a corrupt <laughs> system, in a corrupt sporting world. Uh, in 1998. <laughs> yeah, maybe. This is literally within... Uh, a set of books in which that has happened. We have already had a yeah. chapter book about a, 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 a girl being put on the football team. We've already had a story uh, where sister and brother try out for soccer and end up on the same team together because even though they have different skills, they have equal skills. Uh, sister is good at certain things. Brother's good. At, like we've seen this happen in the Berenstain Bears world. We know that sister and the, the world of the Berenstain Bears can, can, Look at their look at things that are wrong and be like, you know what, this doesn't work anymore. Let's change it. So you would expect at this point, <laughs> because the book brings it up. Yeah, because it sort of promises to be like a a baby's first feminism sort of thing, but yeah. it doesn't even actually deliver on that. Right, really, like it it holds your hand up to the brink of what it could be. Uh huh. And then I don't know, like it's it's more like. Papa, like, trying to emasculate brother for looking at a butterfly, and then cave stuff and dads being dads. <laughs> and what it ends up being isn't so much things work out well for sister, it's things work out well for Papa. Like, it's more, it ends up being more about Papa finding a weird compromise to his delusions. Yeah, because, like, the, the funny thing is, brother loves playing baseball, like, does it at every spare moment he has. But yeah. there's something different about, like, playing baseball when you have stumps and rocks for bases yeah. uh, and a cave to guide you to the diamond. And I guess the organized Little League thing in which Papa's bellow over other Papa's and presumably there's a big cooler of Gatorade. Uh-huh. And, yeah... I, <laughs> Papa just, like, remembers that it's about F-U-N fun. Yeah. And then he becomes a coach of a baseball team, but it's not the Little League team. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. So let's, let's roll back, though. You brought up the butterfly moment. Oh, yeah. And this is a... This is, Papa has been portrayed as gruff and unreasonable and goofy. He's been portrayed as many, many things in this book series. This is the first time I was like kind of like freaked out by Papa's behavior because they go to the Little League tryouts and Brother is not paying attention because he sees a butterfly and he starts, as they say, studying it. Mm -hmm. And Papa screams at him angrily uh, for looking at the butterfly. Well, because Ken Grizzly, you don't ever see Ken Grizzly Jr. like looking at a butterfly. (laughs) And and he also brings brings up Babe Bruin, who I presume is the Babe Ruth equivalent. And I'm like, yeah, Babe Ruth didn't stare at butterflies. He was too busy being a horrible human being. <laughs> it, I, this is a very relevant reference. So if you'll just go with me for a moment. It reminded me a little bit of an episode of America's Next Top Model I just watched. Okay. Um, in which one of the models, Bianca, was asked to sell a fragrance from a bathtub. And she refused to do it because, and I quote... I've never seen Beyonce in a bathtub. To which I argue, you've never seen Beyonce in a bathtub because that's something people do privately. Right. <laughs> Likewise, I imagine Ken Grizzly Jr. has looked at butterflies before. Argument right. destroyed. Papa, move on. They don't. They the reason they don't put baseball players looking at butterflies on baseball cards is because that's not relevant to their career. 
It doesn't yeah. mean they don't. You again don't see Ken Griffey Jr. on the toilet on baseball cards. I mean, that's a whole other line of baseball cards, I guess. So yeah, but but yeah, so like you said, like Papa emasculates brother, and it's kind of true. Yeah, I I. Mean, I... I scarcely want to acknowledge that emasculation is a thing you can actually do to someone, but uh-huh. it's definitely what Papa is trying he's to do. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to, because because they chose looking at a butterfly as, yeah. like, something that's seen as, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the term I'm looking for it is, but like, uh, yeah, I guess less masculine. Uh, it's something you would yeah. see, like, a sensitive child doing. Oh, yeah. And Men look at rocks. Girls look at butterflies. <laughs> what if brother was just staring at a rock? I mean, I've never seen Kez, Ken Grizzly Jr. stare at a rock, but who knows? Right, right. Like, what should brother be staring at? Like a, like a, like a heavy metal magazine? <laughs> no, just a baseball. Just constantly yeah. a baseball. <laughs> well, it, from the next page, it looks like that's what Papa wants. He starts showing brother, like, the baseball stitches and, like, study this. Yeah, very necessary, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, then we get another a hilarious Papa moment where he tries to teach a pitch that had been passed down to him uh, called the Super D-Looper Secret Pitch. And he just ends up hurting himself because, I mean, honestly, that is what happens after a certain age. Like, oh yeah, trying to do things with your kids. You do just end up hurting yourself. So uh, points to the Baron yeah, Stings for that one. I related a little too much to that <laughs> one. Let me show you what I used to do when I was a kid. Here, hold on one second. I think I actually, like, as a joke, last night, like, did, like, a fake karate kick. Like, Mm -hmm. hi-ya. And I, like, (laughs) was like, well, I'm done for the rest of the evening. Like, I'm just going to sit down now. Because because that used muscles that I'm not not accustomed to using anymore. That's just how that goes. I mean, I don't want to rat on my partner or anything, but yesterday, maybe, maybe my partner leaned down to push play on the YouTube cardio video we were about to do and threw their back out, and so we couldn't do the video. Maybe. I'm not saying it happened, I, uh, but it's a possibility. I was helping uh, Mitzi do, well, helping, I was doing uh, some exercises along with Mitzi that she got in a little like YouTube video for school, like because they're doing home learning, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll do these along with you. And I could not move the next day. Oh, uh, yeah. It was simply jumping and toe touching and uh, like uh, leaps in place. And I was like, well, that's I get I, I am I am that person now. This is my life for the rest of my life. <laughs> so as horrible as Papa acts in this book, I do feel a little bit for him uh, throwing out his shoulder doing the super D looper pitch. Oh, yes. Uh, but but while he is in pain, Brother Bear runs away. You know, like you do <laughs> in an emergency. <laughs> yep. Uh, he heads into apparently the swamp of sadness and uh, <laughs> uh, never never forget that in Beartown, uh, right outside where the bears live, uh, there is a horrible bog and haunted forest and a terrifying swamp. And so and things do happen through through the you go through the you go through the haunted woods and you always come across something interesting. Uh, Papa follows brother through the haunted woods and what do we find? Uh, well, I think I was worried it was about to go somewhere like <laughs> scary. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like like sacrifices. I'll just say rituals. Just to catch <laughs> uh, well, you but, do you do do things in caves so as not to be caught. As, that's as, what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> you do things in caves. Hey, like, Papa gets worried. He's like, "Oh no, brother's going into a cave." And I felt like this book was like just about to finish up, and yeah. then like 
in some sort of like Spielbergian twist, there are like two more endings that I have to <laughs> muddle through. I thought he was so, just going to find brothers smoking. Yeah. Like, and yeah, just doesn't have the lung capacity for, for Little League. Sorry, Pops. Well, because we've seen earlier that brothers' friends came over to ask him to play. And Papa made him turn his friends. You can't go play with your friends because mm-hmm. you got to practice baseball. And his friend was a rabbit. And this is another like callback to earlier Berenstain Bears. Uh, other species have been written out of the bear, bear books at this point, mm-hmm. except when we're adapting old stories. And then they're just like, yeah, there's a bunch of other animals around playing with the cubs. They don't get lines, <laughs> but they sure are there. Whatever. So uh, so we see this rabbit. And uh, so brother runs off and Papa, Papa goes to this creepy cave. And uh, and so this is this this is what you were referring to earlier. They, he comes out the other end, and it's a it's a a Cubs Cubs built makeshift baseball diamond. Yep, the light you see at the end of the tunnel opens up into baseball mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it's a real feel the dreams moment. Yeah, except you know it's it's rocks for base rocks and stumps for bases, and apparently just sticks for uh, bats. Gorgeous, you know, really back to the nuts and bolts of the sport and <laughs> yeah. just puts Papa in mind of a simpler time. Yep. <laughs> like the one they're pretending to exist in. The, like like, like uh, the time that has literally not existed since 1944. Yeah. Uh, and Papa's like, oh, they just want to play baseball. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so I guess our aims align after all. Yeah, it's, 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 it's and, and oh, by the way, listeners, don't worry, like, we've sort of dropped the sister bear plot because so is the story. Uh, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden we're concerned about brother, where's brother going and how is he playing this baseball? He's playing it primitively mm-hmm. and that's the way to do it. And that's F-U-N fun. They, and they dwell on the fact that there's a, there's a certain, uh, uh, unpredictable quality to 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 vacant lot baseball because the 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 ball could hit a rock and bounce anywhere. That's that's part of it. You 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 there's you think the ball is going to go one way and it doesn't. And boy, you sure don't get that in little league. And I'm like, yeah, you don't. That would be like a dangerous. It would be dangerous to have rocks and holes and stuff in a little yeah. league field. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't keeping score, so I don't know if they kept that part of it. Yeah. Uh, now this does raise an interesting question and I was thinking about this. So we see brother playing baseball and it's mostly Cubs, but we also see what seems to be a Fox as the pitcher. And there's a beaver. It looks like as one of the outfielders and there's a bat. Yeah. Justin. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> I, took a, I was like, do they say his name? Oh, <laughs> call back. <laughs> there, there's a bat as the umpire. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is are other animals not allowed on the Bear Country Little League teams? Because we only see cubs on the official Little League team. Yeah, they they do imply that definitely. Yeah, Um, and this is I I don't know if you've ever seen the 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 old special, the cartoon. uh, uh, I think it's uh, uh, it's a Charlie Brown special. Charlie Brown's All Stars, old one. Where oh, I think I have Charlie Brown many, many years ago. Charlie Brown's baseball team gets a sponsor. Uh, the hardware store is going to give them uniforms yes. and stuff. But the rules are no girls and no animals are yep. allowed on the team. And of course, Snoopy and Lucy and Frida and all of them are on the team. 
And so Charlie Brown's like, I'm, I can't take your sponsorship. And the cut, the kids get angry until he tells them why he, he, he gave the sponsorship. And that's a story that could be told here also, because apparently that's the case in bear country's little league is no girls or quote unquote animals on, on the bear, on the bear teams. And it doesn't go anywhere, but I'm like, you like the feminism, you brought it up, and now you're not running with it. Yeah. Like, like they do, it does appear that they assemble a, a baseball team that is distinct from the Little League yeah. team with Papa as coach, and it looks like they have that Fox as pitcher still. Yeah. Um, and it's still mostly Cubs. And... Oh, listener, you'll be so glad they finally let Sister on the team only after they've literally, like, tried out everybody else in town. <laughs> yeah, they they can't find a Cub. Apparently, these are all Cubs who couldn't make the Little League team also. <laughs> so, it's so you know, it's no wonder. Uh, they can't find a Cub who can, who's, I guess it's a good, like, outfielder, a second base player, like... We need a glove at second base. They can't find someone who's good at second base, which I assume I don't know anything about baseball. I assume that means a cub who's good at catching balls that come in from a certain angle. Like, yeah, yeah, like, running very short distances. Like, oh, these are all good first and third base cubs. <laughs> we need someone yeah. who's good at second base, not shortstop, <laughs> second base. Yeah. Um, and of course, as you said, lo and behold, I guess sister can play that one position. Yeah, at the bottom of the pile. Here we are. Yeah. An amazing baseball player we never considered before. We've literally tried out not only every cub who couldn't who couldn't hack it on the little league team, I guess every other animal, because there's one kid yeah. getting hit in the chin with a baseball. <laughs> he's he has big thick glasses on and he's getting like hit from below. And I'm like, that kid probably bit his tongue. That kid oh, probably oh. like sorry, and Papa was probably just like, get off the field. Like, because we've seen how There's much no he, tongue biting in baseball. We've seen how much he screams at a kid who looks at a butterfly. I can't imagine what he does for a kid who like bleeds. Yeah, you don't see Ken Grizzly Jr. bleeding, right? I've never seen a cub, a baseball card with Babe Bruin covered in blood. Oh, I've seen some of Babe <laughs> Bruin's victims. Oh God! In police reports, sure. Oh no! But that was the 1930s. Uh, yeah, just a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that weird nebulous, like, what? when do these books take place? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> they're still somewhat agrarian, but they have newspapers and computers at some point. So, uh, so yeah, so Sister's good at catching a ball. And so Papa lets her on the team. Now, as we've brought up, that wasn't what Sister was upset about. Um, can I actually read a little bit from the earlier part Please with Sister do. being upset? Please do. All right. Um, I want to, I'm going to skip a little bit, but we have, um, did Papa take note of Sister Bear's skills? No way. Girls were creatures of ruffles and frills, having nothing to do with baseball skills. Now, Papa loved Sister Bear, but as for baseball, it was as though she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear in every illustration, too, like he never throws a glance her direction. None of that. Yeah. Like she's tugging on his overalls and he's... Uh, you know, being a jerk. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I get angry at Papa Bear in these moments. So you could say that he somewhat makes up for that by finally realizing she can catch a ball. But to me, the heartache came from the fact that he never even considered 
her for the Little League team. Like, he, she may want to be on Little League. Yeah. <laughs> she may not want to play in your garbage dump baseball team, Papa. Yeah. She says she wants to try out. But she may also really want him to be her coach at this point. Yeah. Uh, this is a mess. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an emotional quagmire because he was the reason she was upset. And now he's still acting as like the gatekeeper to her happiness. Yeah. That, that, I don't, I don't want to get all political here, Phil, but I absolutely do because, uh, because sisters. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try not to get like really angry. Go, go um, ahead. We could use some. <laughs> it, it's really, um, it just feels so typical of a culture in which like men dictate what women and girls get to do and when they finally allow a woman or girl to do some partial version of the thing she originally wanted to do we look at the man like oh my god what a hero you did the bare minimum thank you so much the berenstain bare minimum (laughs) (laughs) and i just well i don't think that was that was unnecessarily angry at all i think that was exactly (laughs) the point uh no i think you nailed it because yeah because it it sets it up that it's about sister's unhappiness, and then it ends up being about Papa's excitement that he figured it out or figured out like a solution. Yeah, like, oh, I got I went overboard in, in trying to manage my son's career, so I'm gonna manage it in a less obvious way, but actually a much more direct way. And also why not control my daughter as well? Right. I can't control the entire little league. Uh, world of the Little League. So I'm going to control this baseball team. I don't know who they're going to play. It's just a <laughs> bunch of random kids in a in a in a in a hidden grotto. Yeah, the bad news bears. <laughs> yeah, but is he gonna like assemble the team and like put them up against other little? I I don't. Are they a rogue team? I don't know how this works. Is this going to be satisfying for anyone? And why does he need to be there? And in the first place, the Cubs were doing fine without him. Yeah. uh, I have no satisfactory answer (laughs) because it doesn't end well as far as I'm concerned. It ends with sister on second base, which I guess is kind of symbolic for how the story ends. Like, congratulations, (laughs) sister. You hit a second you 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 made it off the plate i guess that's good enough like yeah you'll never be first and you can't go home yeah (laughs) she doesn't want to go home i wouldn't want to go home at the end of this book no i'd go stay with lizzie bruin for a while yeah who must be a distant relative of babe bruin (laughs) (laughs) oh boy never thought of that (laughs) that's why she's not playing with lizzie papa's like Gets too excited whenever he talks to the Bruins. Oh, yeah. He just wants to talk mm-hmm. about like, oh, so are you? Are you? And they're like, no, it's. I mean, probably like decades ago, but we don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the same last name, Papa Bear. There's like 50 families with that last name in town. The Bruins <laughs> also have a nicer car, so there's a whole lot of other issues there with oh, Papa. Gosh. Um, uh, I don't know that the Bruins would play on a team with a fox either. If we're being real. <laughs> 
I don't know. Like Papa, this is this is of course after Papa like apparently chased off the family of pandas who lived across the street, uh, yeah. and has already chased off the the neighborly skunk and the beavers who moved in next door. So uh, we know that Papa doesn't have a good track record with other animal species. Oh dear. It ha- yeah. Whatever happened to their umpire bat? I don't see him. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, or she. I don't know what's going on yeah. uh, with with any of the other animals. Uh, obviously, these books take place in a, a separate timeline from the other books because they're, yeah. there's other animals. This is before bear country became bear country. And uh, and it's and it's it's weird that they waited until the late 90s to adapt to this one and then didn't. I'll say this with with because I don't want to dwell on the cartoon because we're not talking about the cartoon, but the cartoon at least gives sister that one song mm-hmm. and that's sort of and because the cartoon is like has a bunch of songs in it and they're all just like singing and dancing and pop is so crazy and weird and it fits with that style and it's a it's a primetime special just to get you excited for baseball season. You, it's kind of easy to just sort of brush it aside and be like, ah, it's fun. Ah, it's fun. Everyone got to have fun in the end. There's a whole song about FUN fun. Yeah. <laughs> it does. But when you codify it as a book mm-hmm. and you look at it in print, it's just like, oh, no. Oh, this. And, and you make sister. Why'd they make sister sob? You didn't have to make sister sob. Yeah. And like every page she's sobbing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at varying points in the story, like in the first act and the second act and like in the final act, she's still crying. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad for her. And they don't they don't ameliorate that at all. Nope. Like They like. And yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why they adapted this cartoon i don't know why they did uh and like it was too late to be trying to capture the zeitgeist of like a league of their own yeah and it also wasn't doing enough of that yeah so why 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 try is is all i'm saying well what's hilarious is we've had like in the in the early 80s we had the berenstain bears no girls allowed we Mm -hmm. had the book where papa bear was the one who like got riled up that that Sister Bear was excluded and helped her build her own clubhouse and to prove that she like we've seen this story and it was done better at almost the exact same time this cartoon came out. Like we know that they were capable of that. And I'm wondering if they I assume that they thought this is a good like compromise to the story. Like this is a good this is a good enough ending. Put sister on the on the dirt team and <laughs> everyone gets to have F you and fun and it's fine. Yeah, we'll appease the SJWs, but we won't be making a real statement. Right, right. Everyone's fine. Look, no one's crying on the last page. It's all good. Yeah. I'm crying on the last page. If I guess that's that's storytelling 101, though. If by the end, no one's crying, you did your job. (laughs) There, now it's a comedy. Yeah, yes. No one died. I don't know why everyone's so upset. This is Shakespeare now. Yes, yeah. We're we're sticking with the with the Elizabethan rules of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And really it's a hero's journey. <laughs> Who's the hero, you know, Papa? Papa? Yeah, Pop, Papa left home and then someone probably ran home at the end. I don't he know. He went to a cave, he descended into the underworld. It totally oh my fits. God. It really works. It does. It's a, it's a one-to-one. Call. It's like he's Luke Skywalker right now. Yeah. <laughs> if he had gone into the cave and had to face himself, that would have been 
That would have been amazing if he had been like, who's keeping my son off the Little League team? And then he like attacks an umpire and then he pulls off his mask and it's Papa Bear the whole time. I, I'm, I've got a fanfic going on the side now. I'm ready for this. <laughs> it's so weird. The Berenstains have written, they wrote hundreds of stories and they dealt with the same issues so many times. And it's so weird that they could hit a home run sometimes and then completely drop the ball, like telling the same exact tale five seconds later. I also, and I don't, I have a great amount of admiration for what they do and have done and uh, the canon they've created, um, all of the work that goes into each of these. This is a 50 plus page book. Like it's not nothing. Um, But I also, as a, not never unpaid poet like have real issue with the meter (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about let's talk about turning turning songs that were meant to be songs Mm -hmm. and fit a certain rhythm in a song into poetry yeah well because i read the book before i knew there was an episode and then you shared the link with me and when i saw the songs i thought okay that makes a kind of sense a kind of sense right (laughs) I'm just going to be perusing my book to find a terrible example. You have fun with whatever you're doing. <laughs> there's a there's a part in the beginning where he there's a weird triple rhyme at one point. <clears throat> they write it's like dad and then there's a a rhyme with dad and then he says dad again, but then it moves on to like two rhyming couplets or something and I was like I don't wait, why did you throw in that? And then when I saw the special, I was like, "Oh, that made sense rhythmically." in a song but you gotta rewrite that yeah you can play more with pacing when your audience can hear what you're going for <laughs> right right oh here's uh, yeah it, uh did did papa take note of well you read this one did papa take note of sister bear's skills no way girls were creatures of ruffles and frills having nothing to do with baseball skills it was it's skills again <laughs> it was crystal clear at least to mother that sister's skills Wait, and like, wait, are you rhyming skills again? No, you're not. No. But it's this, Bear and St. Barris have this cadence they do sometimes where it's da-da-da-da-da, 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 da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And you're like, you just threw in syllables that had no place in this. I almost want to like give it credit for being, I don't know, kind of postmodern, but I know they're not aiming for that. And so I'm just angry yeah it's something it's like when you uh when you would buy a book of uh when they would publish books of songwriters lyrics and mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd you'd be like oh nice like oh the the complete lyrics of so-and-so and you you open it up and you start reading and you're like oh oh absent absent the other half of this equation this this doesn't make sense at all i think it was paul simon who was once like don't publish my lyrics i'm not a poet i'm a songwriter that sounds very Paul Simon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will give them props for one thing, because when I came across a line that ended with the word paraphernalia, I thought, oh, they're never going to pull off this rhyme. And then they go into baseball regalia. And I was like, OK. All right. All right. Respect. Respect. <laughs> I, I'll give I'll give I'll give mad props to to it's Stan Berenstain, who did a lot of the the lyric. Right. He did all the lyric writing, I believe, for the cartoons. And. Mm-hmm. He was like a – and for like the stage show, the original stage plays, he was like right there. Like I'm going to write all the lyrics for these songs. And I always felt like just from reading about his history and talking with Mike, it's like Stan 
was a kind of a frustrated songwriter or lyricist. Like you could tell that he wanted to do that so bad and uh, was very proud of his more successful rhymes. And I bet he wrote that paraphernalia baseball regalia rhyme. And I bet he dined out on that for weeks. Oh, I would. Like, yeah. <laughs> I forgive him for the crime of this book just from that rhyme. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And this is completely unfounded. I wouldn't be surprised if this entire story grew out of that rhyme. I wouldn't be surprised if he came up with that rhyme first. It was like, we got to write a baseball story. We got to do baseball and just sort of built it around that because it's, it seems like something he would be so proud of. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's like, I have a soundtrack that would be great for a movie. I'm going to write a screenplay (laughs) around it. (laughs) Which seems like something Zach Braff would do. I don't know. It seems like. (laughs) I don't want to go into things that seem like Zach Braff would do. (laughs) We'll be here all day. (laughs) Um, But so uh, final thought. Okay. I do want to point out, this is a, a nice looking book. It is. Uh, 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 it, they they managed to capture the feel of the old Berenstain Bears books while still adhering to like the character styles of the later books. Um, but it's it's nicely painted. It's nicely mm-hmm. it's dynamic. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of expression. There's a lot of color. Um, I was like, okay, this is a this. If I got my hands on this book, uh, like as part of my collect, just like if I was like gonna like add a book to the collection, I'd be like, all right, this is a good looking Berenstain Bears book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lush and homey. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. It feels like being wrapped in like a country quilt with like Sunbonnet Sue on it. Yep. It feels like that. Um, I think I probably would have been more prepared for it to have like no attempt at anything vaguely political. And then I would have just been along for this like nice hayride. Yeah. Uh, but I, I got jarred out of, I don't know, well, like we were shucking peas in the first page. Really like, well. She's shucking peas and her bucket is like three feet away. And she's just landing every pea. Well, that's probably where a sister gets like her fine motor skills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like they were like yanked out of this nice reverie into this like very chaotic baseball story. Right. And with a perspective that fits perfectly well if it was told within the pages of Lil Abner or mm-hmm. Snuffy Smith. <laughs> if they were like, oh, a girl wants to play on the baseball team. Well, Tarnation, what are we going to do? If, if it was that, I'd be like. Oh, how are they gonna? How are they gonna find balance without upsetting their like, like vaguely Appalachian lifestyle? Like, <laughs> they can't. They can't let her on the team because that would like raise all sorts of questions. But they'll find a nice like middle ground. Somewhere. But it's the Berenstain Bears. Like, they have cars and they they take baths. We know that like these are relatively modern characters. That's yeah. where it starts. Like, oh, no, like oh no. Like the other cartoon specials didn't do this. They were just like about like. The Easter Bunny doesn't want to hide his eggs this year, and a, a giant monster is coming down from the mountains on Thanksgiving. Like they didn't get, like they didn't try to like tackle anything, and I think they were better for it. Yeah, like, and also if you're gonna tackle it, tackle it all the way. I know you can do it. You've done it a lot. Yup. <laughs> Just let sister on the little league team, or have Mama tell off Papa. Be like, stop being a jerk to your daughter. Yeah, she even, like, there's a moment where she directly tells him in terrible meter that he's being a jerk to their daughter. And he still he, like, he still doesn't listen or care or look at sister. Yeah. Shame that, Papa Bear. He, you've done it before to great effect. Show him the error, but he never learns the error of his ways until it benefits his weird, shattered ego. 
take me back to the Berenstain Bears B book. Yeah. I need, like, <laughs> I just don't need story anymore at this point. Right. I've had too much story. Too much story. Oh, boy. Well, I think it's quite apparent that the book did not succeed on its own. I, I was not going to say merits, but then that actually almost rhymed with apparent, and I got, like, <laughs> lost in my own, like, Berenstain Bears wonky meter. Uh, I am not a poet, and I am well aware of the fact. Uh, ah. So it's a little. That was a play, yeah. a play on a phrase. Yep. yep. I can't. Yep. I can't help it. It just. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm sitting here, and it just. I have so few people. I have so few people this, to talk to about the Berenstain Bears. This whole. <laughs> Don't, haven't you like talked about it on next door? Don't <laughs> come by all the time now. <laughs> This is my life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, but, but this whole this whole episode has been a prose poem. It's beautiful. It is. Three verse. Um, I know, it is like I I don't want to completely insult the book because it is so pretty to look at, mm-hmm. and it, it does. There are really a lot of words in there. Yeah, <laughs> there sure are. Um, so you know, uh, applause. <laughs> but, I, I I guess I apparently can't end on a note that feels fully positive because no. it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it is an uncomfortable book. Uh, yeah. It's an uncomfortable book, which is why I didn't. Which is why I was like, I can't just sit here and talk about this myself. Like this is this is I've got to have I've, I've got to make sure that I'm not completely <laughs> off base here. No pun intended. Okay, but do you remember the book I came on to talk about two years ago, which was very uncomfortable? Which one was that? It was the one in which Queenie tried to date the teacher. So I guess they've gone places. <laughs> but at least that book was like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. That made me uncomfortable with them presenting something. Yes. That clearly made them also uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> this was like, we're going to be your heroes. And me being like, nah, <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> but is it gonna... okay? But is it not weird that this book was written around the same time as the "It's probably a bad idea for children to date their teachers" book? It is very, very, very weird. Especially, and I know you talked about it on the show before. How like the the, the children, the cubs, are at, are like no age, but also all ages. Yeah, and like in the young adult books, they're like more adolescent seeming, and then in the rhymier books, they they skew younger, but they look the same. It, it's all confusing. <laughs> yeah. um, at least Queenie's crazy crush like knew what to be confusing about. Yes. <laughs> um, this was something else. Man, I haven't thought about Queenie's crazy. I was going to say I haven't thought about Queenie's crazy crush in a while, but it's not true. Like a, a book does pop up in my head every once in a while. Uh, I do the get I, with the beret. <laughs> I get it confused though. There's a there's another chapter book that I covered where. Uh, where Queenie ran a gossip rag that imp- that insinuated that one of the teachers was dating yes. a student. Like, and I'm like, can we I remember that? Can we get off the subject of teachers dating their students? This is a book about a bunch of bear cubs in junior high. It shouldn't even be a question. Yeah, I'm like only just sort of getting comfortable with the idea of the cubs dating each other. Oh, right. <laughs> like, so. I'm, I'm wrapping myself my head around a whole animal kingdom thing. Yes. So if you can just like take out the age stuff, yeah, I'll be good. Stick with the fact that there are competing wax museums in Bear Town. That's about <laughs> as complex as I want to get. <laughs> oh no. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I'm comfortable on that. In that level, they're great. When they start dealing with stuff, it's a little too like gender politics, things like that. That's where you're like, uh, you were. I, I understand. You were. You were. You were children of the of the uh, of the Great Depression. You you grew up in an era where you were dealing with this subject was handled a lot differently, and mm-hmm. you just. I mean, I am literally staring at a book right now. It's Stan and Jan Berenstain. It's uh, Flipsville Squaresville, which is a book they wrote about raising teenagers. Uh, they wrote it in the 19... Let's see, what year was this? Uh, this was 1965. And you can imagine the gender politics at play in a, in a book about, uh, about raising teenage girls in 1965 and also not raising one of those long hair hippie boys so you're you're dealing with people who were writing books about raising children in the 60s -hmm. and this is 1998 and so i'm just like maybe hire a consultant at this point Uh, at this i was looking at i was like were they still right? Like I thought their kids were already writing them by ninety eight. <laughs> like, by ninety eight, Mike was Mike had a he- like a big hand in the illustrations. He he and he and Leo had taken a lot of the a lot of the chapter books and were like sort of like helping shape those. But Stan and Jan was, were still like they, this was their creative child. Like they were they still had like total control over the final product. So uh, I think Stan. Yes. Stan was experiencing a lot of health issues at this time, but Jan was still right on, right, right there along with it. So, yep, I'm not cutting them any slack. Yeah, <laughs> they, they can do better. They knew what was up, <laughs> and I don't want to be on brand and like make everything a chick flick. But like Stan and Jan, you had me at hello. <laughs> you didn't have to go on to show me the money. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, speaking of being on brand, speaking Ew. of Segways. chick flick, speaking of having you. At Hello, <laughs> Helen, tell us a little bit about your projects. Oh, hey, what up? So I co-host with my sister a podcast called Falling in Love Montage, or Film for short, mm-hmm. if you if you dig acronyms. I do. Um, and we talk about chick flicks uh, monthly uh, for now. We thought it would maybe be more than monthly once we were all at home all the time. That's not happening. Take it from me, not- from someone who does, another, who does a film podcast, doesn't make it easier. Nope. Nope. So no expectations for us, but the podcast does exist. You can find us at fallinginlovemontage.com on iTunes and your favorite podcatcher. And we have a Facebook group as well. Just look up the name of the show, Falling in Love Montage. And the term chick flick, that's a huge umbrella. That's Yeah, we, we intentionally like to fit everything mm-hmm. under the sun in there. Yeah. Uh, if at all we can, if we can argue that it's marketed towards some sort of femme group. Mm-hmm. Um. For example, our most recent episode is on the not very like Berenstain Bears Magic Mike, um, <laughs> which I would I could say is like easily a chick flick, but by other people's definition, like doesn't fit like the rom com tearjerker sort of milieu thing, right? But uh, yeah, we talk about lots of movies. Yes, you uh, do. Lots of people. We did have Phil on to talk about Heather's uh, probably almost two years. It ago. It was again. a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a good time and we watch sometimes good movies. Yeah. No, that's great. So and people can just find it wherever they find podcasts. Yep. It is it is out there. It is totally worth uh listening to. Uh so I think we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you for being on my show again. Well, thank you for having me. This was 
a book yes. that I read. <laughs> it was definitely a book you read. It was a book I read. And if you want to hear more about books I read, uh, mm-hmm. you can, I mean, listen to this show. Obviously, BerenstainBearcast.com. Find me on Twitter at BerenstainBearcast. Uh, find me on Patreon, BerenstainBearcast. Or no, wait. Patreon.com forward slash Deep in Bear Country. I have a Patreon page. Uh, I also have another podcast called It's Del Toro Time, where I discuss uh, films with my my now adult child, Ollie. Uh, and speaking of not being able to keep uh, on a schedule, that this one's way behind, uh, have not been able to like just sit and watch a movie and then talk about it with like a kid whose college just ended, but still it's just like, when can we do it? It's, it's freaking weird how hard it is to work around the world right now. It's yeah. I'm unemployed. I still don't have time. Yes. <laughs> Cause everyone, my sister works with is also unemployed, which means she's very, very employed right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not recording nothing at the moment. It's the world. The world is strange. Uh, the Berenstain bears are strange. And mm-hmm. that's that's how I'm going to end this. <laughs> <laughs> Just gently weeping. So thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you all next time deep in bear country. <laughs>